0: Welcome to Pints with Aquinas. My name is Darcy Murphy. And today we will be talking about pornography. This this impression isn't as good as I think it is. Yeah, I, I think I'm losing it.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's really good.
0: I think it used to be sharper, because I used to actually listen to Pints with Aquinas, but now it's. it's not.
2: All right, Phil. Uh, customary introduction to the podcast. Go.
1: Oh, really? This is. Oh, uh, I now, forgot. I, I forgot that that's the thing that I do these days.
2: All right. Do you want to get Darcy to introduce podcast?
1: Uh, only if he wants to. I feel like, I, like I don't know what podcast etiquette is, but to bring on the guest and be like, introduce, introduce this podcast for
0: us. <laughs> yeah, but instead of introducing to, our podcast guest, it's. Our guest introducing our podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. Darcy just like so. I'm uh, I'm guest starring on this podcast. Welcome to the screen. No, he's just a host now. He's yeah, just and host.
0: not as usual. It's Darcy Murphy here on the. <laughs> What's this podcast called? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I'm actually serious. Is this called
1: the Skriple? Screw You? It's. <laughs> It's hey, the Scruple, hey, man. We're not that important, Regan. Oh, you're right. Okay,
0: I was just getting your blog and your podcast confused since you're since you're such an influencer now. Yeah, they're
2: they're both called the Scruple because I already bought the domain name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really smart. That's Kill two
2: easy. birds with one stone, am I right?
0: Mm-hmm. Or as I like to say, get two birds stoned at once. Exactly.
2: Uh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the well, Scruple. S- we have Speaking uh, of two
0: Stoned Burns. To Wait
1: what? Two stone burn. What is happening?
0: <laughs> we can do another take. Ladies, and,
2: ladies, and gentlemen, welcome to the Scruple. Uh, we have Darcy Murphy on with us. Darcy Murphy is the poster child for blundstone wearing, uh, bearded, Catholic hipsters.
0: Yeah, I'm. I measure my coffee in milliliters. So. Oh no! You really? <laughs> yeah.
1: I kind of respect that though,
0: yeah, five hundred and sixty mils down the hatch this morning. what's the temperature uh ninety seven degrees I think
1: wow, it's such a science,
2: wow, you are a hipster How's it, how does it feel to be on the Prairie Boy podcast?
0: I mean, uh, I'm completely out of my element, but yet at the same time, I feel like I'm at the thirsty scholar with you two lads, so. Mm. Uh, Brought back to yeah. the the summer of 2018. I like that. It's, uh, it's Regan's birthday.
2: Yeah how did how did we meet? Me and Phil were discussing that.
0: How did we like, like all three of us meet? I think.
2: Yes. Well, when did all three of us? I meet? think we
0: would have met during the Relic Tour when uh, Saint Francis Xavier's dead arm was under my care. Uh, <laughs> back in January 2018, like over three years ago, and uh, yeah. I was in Saskatoon and you guys were there, you're CCO students at the time like me. And we went to Boston Pizza two nights in a row and it was it was amazing. <laughs> and like people experienced miraculous healings that week.
2: As
1: and, one does in Saskatchewan. Yeah, that was a
0: fun stop. Once you go flat, you never go back.
1: <laughs> that's that's the Saskatchewan <laughs> motto right there.
0: <laughs> no, I I do remember it being the most fun stop because We, we had come from Eastern Ontario, which was chaotic. We didn't have enough volunteers and it was, uh, like there was no time to, to like catch a break or, or like visit with people. It was, it was busy and it was awesome, but it was, uh, in Saskatoon where it was finally like, I got to hang out with people my age and just like have a beer and hang out. Hmm. No, that was a good time. So I think that's how we all met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And where are you now? Uh, just living in paradise, Vancouver Island. I was uh, sent to proclaim the gospel in probably the most gorgeous uh, corner of the country.
2: And, yeah, you're bear- bearing the burden of the gospel. Mm. To uh... Yeah,
0: it's pretty awesome. Like, I love it here. It's the end of February. I just came home from picking up lunch, and it was like eight degrees outside and sunny. So, it, yes, it's a great burden here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a gift.
1: That's awesome. Something, I think when you first moved, there was something you posted on the staff page I thought was just so awesome because and I might be wrong here but I think you like received something in prayer about like this is like this is the land like set aside for you like this was the land that you would that you would take or it was all I can't remember what the context was but then you like showed a picture of of Victoria and then how like and then you had the painting on your wall that like looked so yeah. similar and you just felt like you were that same adventure. And you're like, yeah, this is the adventure the Lord's calling me into. And I remember thinking that that was just so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was really exciting to have that imagery coming here. A lot of it was, uh, well, the three of us were were doing that book study in the summer with fathered by God Mm. and something that really struck me then. And like, kind of, I sit with a lot is, uh, John Eldridge talks about, uh, like advanced words so he's like, yeah, any anytime you like go into the thick of something, like a battle or you know, some significant task or responsibility or something exciting, like it's actually too busy to to sometimes to to be able to with a clear head to like step back, ask the Lord what he's speaking, seek some direction. So he talks about how important it is to get advance words. So like before you go, do lots of praying and like figure out what's what you're going to be experiencing, like what the the father tell you. And then, and then when you're in it, you know how to respond and you know what's going on. And so that was totally, yeah, it was like adventure. It was promised land. It was like, uh, like assurance that like this, this is going to be a fruitful place, but you're going to have to like, you're going to have to jump in and fight for it. Um, so yeah. So it was cool.
2: Have you taken over the land yet? Just punching Vancouverites left and right
0: yeah um it's been cool like like I came here with like much of the sentiment being like this is like yeah. arid ground like it's it's a difficult place to do ministry that mm-hmm. wasn't a joke like um you know the church is um is small here like Catholics are in a, a yeah. very small minority on the island um there's not a lot of parishes or priests with COVID like things are pretty much shut down and uh it's been difficult to like establish a fruitful ministry for cco here um but i mean even though it's covid like we've had the the busiest year ever in cco history we have like over 100 students involved in our ministry and just last night we had um we like live streamed eucharistic adoration for our students on zoom so it's crazy that we still have to do that hey it is it is like what it's almost march it's been almost a year this covid stuff and but uh yeah it feels like a changed place in the last i think eight months or seven months since i've been here so. that's awesome like the atmosphere of the island yeah like in terms of our community too in in, in doing ministry like oh okay. there's yep. a i think mm-hmm. a renewed spirit like no longer will people arrive here and say uh oh, it's a, it's difficult here or uh or things are different here like now there i feel like there's been some headway and like we've yeah helped to like forge a new culture mm-hmm. and forge a one that is like yeah there's there's people having conversions there's people encountering jesus there's people stepping up as leaders and it feels different than when i got here
2: awesome that's great I guess I have a question for you. I wasn't planning on asking this, but I think this is a question for both of you. Last podcast, Phil and I were talking about Lent and like our struggles. And he said he was struggling with sort of the weight of men's ministry. Um, And I think this is something we've all had experience with one way or another. I'm not a missionary, but um, this is also something we've experienced. Uh, So like what has been your guy's biggest lesson in in trying to like lead the way with men's ministry, at least be a big part of it. Um, Yeah. What advice would you have for like the other dudes across Canada or elsewhere, trying to like build a thriving men's community?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Yeah. And maybe like to also follow up on that. Yeah. I'm I feel like maybe perhaps your perspective is also a little different. Like I'm wondering if you relate to that at all of that taking on that weight. Um, Because for me, like there are two male missionaries on my campus, but the other one, the other male is my supervisor and he has lots of mm-hmm. other things on his plate. So I think sometimes I get caught up in my head and I'm like, it's on me. But I know that for you, like you're co with another male missionary who isn't your mm-hmm. supervisor. So maybe, maybe you don't feel that as much or, or maybe you do. I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what kind of dynamic you have. And then, yeah, also whatever advice you have, I, I got to think about that.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's a bit different. Like, both of us would be, like, the more junior male missionary. Um, like, both of our uh, co-workers would be, like, married with kids. Um, so, in a sense, I think we both maybe have a similar role where it's, like, okay, we're kind of the the young guy, the new guy. We, we do actually, in a way, have more freedom yeah. to, like, spend <laughs> yeah. more time with the guys because we don't have a family to also care for. Yeah, so I would actually see a similarity there. Even being a student though, like you guys have both
2: had extensive experience as a student. So it's interesting that you uh now you're missionaries, you're sort of uh the newbies again, even though you you used to call yourself like the grandpa of the you uh the Ontario campus, say hey, Darcy.
0: Yeah, and it and it and it um it was terrible like being the grandpa like it it was it was kind of a title I gave myself and I realized it was like a an Achilles heel because uh, well, something like our friend Caleb said to me at at one point, I kind of realized like, you know, what's going on? It, it seems like you're having a hard time connecting with the other guys, like in the community. I kind of realized like, because I'd been around, like, not that I was old, but because I'd been around for a few years and experienced some cool stuff, I almost gave myself this like, like almost like self-identified as a grandpa, <laughs> which, which was a disadvantage yeah. because... Yeah, people don't connect with their grandpa. Like, they ask their grandpa to tell stories. Hey, grandpa, tell that story from the war. But they don't say, like, so, grandpa, like, uh, yeah, here's what I'm thinking of doing for my class. Or uh, I'm not sure what to do with my girlfriend, like, to take her out for a date or, like, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, the more, like, pressing, deeper connection, like, I almost disqualified myself from. Mm -hmm. uh, Because I was like, well, yeah, I'm grandpa. Like, I've been around. And people would, you know, sit and and listen to me tell stories or, you know, I'd make wisecracks and they would enjoy it and I would enjoy it. But it it wasn't all that useful for actually making meaningful Mm -hmm. relationships. So
2: how do you go about making meaningful relationships with men in terms of campus evangelization?
0: Phil, you want to go first on this one? I feel like you're good at this. Yes.
2: It's a quick story phil was the man who i'd say like besides my brother was the guy first guy like truly built a a true friendship with um on campus and his evangelization strategy was literally dance at me so i'd be forced to dance back and that was sort of our relationship for almost a year we just sort of like dance each other and go hey hey and then somehow it turned into a podcast
1: yeah somehow some way here we are i remember that um I convinced myself I wasn't cool enough and well, you weren't yeah yeah uh, fair enough <laughs> no, fair kidding. enough and um <laughs> all of our conversations were just kind of eh, and I think at the time because that was before you had an encounter at Rise Up so yes you were also kind of you're a bit lukewarm to CCO overall so yeah all of my mm. encounters with you is just like every time I saw I'm like hey you <laughs> just like dance and then get Regan to dance back and I don't know how much Regan enjoyed that but he never I I enjoyed it he never turned me turned me down he always danced back um for the advice that's tricky maybe maybe part of this is that's just like a natural thing for me I just enjoy spending time with guys and wanting to get to know them I think the it's for me it usually starts with kind of really going out of my way to make some sort of a hangout or something happen. Like, I want them to know I care. So in Saskatoon, I was just, like, the chauffeur. Like, I just gave everyone a ride as much as I could, multiple trips. It's like, (laughs) so-and-so doesn't know how they're going to get to Summit. And I will just be like, cool, I'll pick them up.
2: Phil was the least involved member of the leadership team on (laughs) campus because he was always driving people to the
0: event. (laughs) Your constant delegation.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I never had to do, like, any roles. Yeah, so I guess, like, shared activities, talking in the car. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really know. I don't have it, like, broken down to a science.
2: That's such a big one for me. Uh, It's sort of a cliche that, like, men don't necessarily enjoy being face-to-face as much as they like being shoulder-to-shoulder. And it can be the most tri- trivial thing. But when you're doing an activity, something about... um uh something about doing something uh like going for a walk playing video games eating some food like it it is uh opens such uh, a doorway for like meaningful relationship like my whole strategy the whole past year for campus evangelization and men's ministry was playing super smash brothers in the basement of Louis Loft like that's how we just built trust and it actually seemed to work ha- um a lot of the time yeah and I thought it was super bizarre because you think, okay, well, I'm supposed to be evangelizing. What does that look like? Um, I should be like preaching the gospel more. But so, so much, especially with guys, is that they're going to be very hesitant um, to hear what you have to say unless you show them that I, I just like to hang out with you. I like to be with you. I don't want to change you necessarily. So honestly, video games was a big one for me and buying them wings yeah. and fries.
0: Well, I ran into a student uh, the other day, like donating blood <laughs> <laughs> and, and like we we're both a little bit occupied, like getting blood taken. But but it was like, oh, my gosh, like that, like 15 minutes of being in the same place, a quick like chat from across the room while we were doing this activity felt like mm-hmm. more of a hangout than if we'd like gone for coffee mm-hmm. for an hour.
1: That's, that's so true. It's weird how that's like a thing mm. with guys. That's so true.
0: Or like Obviously, at our, I, I wouldn't be, sorry, go ahead. No, go, 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 <laughs> no, yeah, go. go.
1: No, I'll go. No, see, no, no. There yeah,
2: you go.
1: go. Okay. <laughs>
2: I retract my statement. So part of me wonders is like, no do further to comment.
0: Are we, What? <laughs> <laughs> I went shopping with my girlfriend a while ago because I didn't have any jeans and every pair I tried on, she was like, maybe like just like a little bit tighter, like. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because apparently that's what's stylish.
2: Yeah, you need to relate to the youths.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's another big thing. If you don't have skinny jeans, you're never going to be able to share the gospel.
1: Yeah, right away they'll look at your pants. Okay,
2: actually, this 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 is something I think that we could actually get into. I knew this would
0: get you. I knew this would get you fired up. That's why I said it.
2: Skinny jeans.
0: That's why I said don't it. own skinny jeans. These. Bring it what up, I'm wearing right now. Bringing out my are hippie opinions like a, again. Like a dress jean.
2: If anyone listened to our our last episode, um, just know that I cut out like ten minutes of me riffing on how we have too many clothes, and I just I saw my my <laughs> audio gonna, track go for like fifteen minutes. I'm just gonna select that and delete. But um, this is. This is a thing that I constantly struggle with um, is to be to be cool or not to be cool. And I, I want to get your take because you're like a cool guy and you got like cool clothes and like the haircut. Yeah,
1: Darcy, and you're mad attractive. Who, me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> what, because I'm wearing a striped shirt? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I mean. Sure, I do. I do, I do. Yeah.
2: How far should we go to smell like the sheep kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great topic to talk about because I think I've done a little bit of like a back and forth on that. So I know I'm not called to like wear a habit. Like I'm actually not called to live uh, a vow of evangelical poverty. So that means I'm like, I'm okay with buying clothes. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not a big part of my budget. It's not a priority. The tighter the better. But yes, yeah, yeah, tight jeans, they do the trick. Um, no, but um, I mean, I would say, like, like the the priority needs to be, like, yeah, am I dressing in a way that I know I'm, like, taking care of myself and, like, put together enough that, that I'm actually stepping out confident? I think it's actually a human dignity thing. Yeah. Um. More than it is a trying to be cool thing. So... I mean I like that. You could you could pull up some John Paul II quote or something about human dignity. There's a difference between modesty and I don't care about myself.
2: Yeah. Like I, I heard George Weigel call it the pious dumpy look.
0: <laughs> yeah, and pious dumpy I, I think actually one is not attractive to other people. Right. But, but secondly, um, it actually like makes us not feel good about ourselves. And it's, it's a, I think a false humility, like, Hmm. oh, I'm not going to buy any, like, it's one thing if the Lord's inviting me to live more simply and more humbly. Okay. I'm not going to buy the designer suit. Like, sure. Like that makes sense. But if I'm like, I I think, I think there's something uh, a little wrong, maybe even, I don't know, would this be Jansenism? Like to be like, I'm going to find the ugly clothes so that I'm not like being fake. Like, I think that's fake. Um, so for me, like when I go shopping, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pick clothes i like, and then I'm going to feel confident in and part of feeling confident in them means like, yeah, if I wear this, like, and I do think of my, my students, my ministry, like when I make purchases, if I wear this, are, are people going to say, that's a guy who I can talk to? Or are they going to say like, that's a professor or That's a guy who looks like he doesn't take himself serious. Like he doesn't like take care of himself. So it's like, where's the happy medium?
2: Oh, that's so, that's actually so true. Do do we, do we show our friends and people we interact with that we believe we have a certain dignity to life and that, that uh, we're worth valuing and uh, treating with respect. That's, that's actually really cool. Yeah.
0: Because, because yeah. So say I meet someone. And this could apply to dating too. Like if you show up to a date looking like a slob, like that's actually a red flag for the girl because she's going to be like, well, if he can't take care of himself, how's he going to take care of me? Hmm. Right. And the same thing in ministry, if, if I'm not put together, like how would I be able to look after the guys I'm leading?
1: Yeah. And we can even show like, sometimes it's just a show of respect too, like, I'm thinking if I showed up to a date looking like a slob, that might even be disrespectful. Like you're not important enough for me to even put in a little
2: effort. Yeah. Same with mass too. Yeah.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we dress up for the Lord, like, and that's not, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's (laughs) encouraged. Yeah.
2: I'm getting sort of like Jordan Peterson vibes from your point. Like, um, make your bed put on a nice outfit like go take some responsibility for yourself i'm looking over and i realized i actually didn't make my bed today oh <laughs> uh, yeah and i think that's that's the true thing but i like something i've been thinking about a lot is the scripture um it's often like just listening with the bible in your podcast like there's often in the old testament like gird your loins like don't keep don't let your hair go loose like it's time to go it's time to move it's time to battle i just like that i'm like how many times on like a sloppy day do i just like my hair is flopping everywhere i got bed head i got like my i got my sweatpants on but like if i i'm so much more productive when i like put khakis or jeans on and like wear a belt put on some socks and like do my hair put on a hat like i actually think that's so good man we have to be ready for the day you know But yeah, I think I err, I think I err too far in the um, rebelling against cool clothes and stuff.
0: Like social norms, like... Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a slave to the culture.
2: Well, I... Well... (laughs)
0: Because I get that too, like...
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'd phrase it like that, I just... No, I I know, I'm being provocative. I think, I think my thing is more like, well, um, when are we just trying to be like the world... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I, my tendency would be towards looking more like a slob than anything, as my mm. fiance regularly reminds me.
1: Yeah, I, I struggle with this too. I, I I feel like I just agreed. I agreed with everything Darcy said, and it's not so much that. It's just hard. Yeah, it's hard for me, and I've been, I've been on all sides. I I think I'm just like maybe easily swayed. Regan, do you remember when? I remember. <laughs> I went through a phase where. I wore just the same pair of shoes, like just the one pair. Yeah. And I literally wore it for four years straight. And that's it. Like, the, it was just the one pair.
0: What was the story behind it, though?
1: Um, I think it began with... So they were, they were just some really nice shoes, and I really liked them. And then the other pair of shoes, I did have two. And I cannot remember what happened to the other pair. But something happened out of my control, and I was just left with these... With this one pair, I was like, "Well, they look like." In my opinion, I thought they looked nice. They felt good. They fit good. And I was like, "I don't really see why I need to." I'm like, "I'm not going to spend the money for more." Yeah.
2: To clarify, they didn't. They didn't really look that nice.
1: <laughs> oh well. well oh, shoot. Okay. This is this is my role here on this scruple. <laughs> I just get I get battered by Regan. Oh, I'm sorry. Um. That's it's not that's true. my that's not true.
2: Come on the podcast. I'll make fun of you. <laughs>
1: What was that? Um, and then two years in, two years in, they were very well worn. Like, I got my use out of them.
0: Experienced.
1: I just, at that point, I got stubborn. Like, I was like, no, I'm going to hold on to these. Like, this, I'm growing in humility wearing these, like, ugly shoes. Like, I got to look at them every day. I'm like, these are these ugly shoes now. But I'm gonna wear 'em anyway, 'cause I'm mm. going to wear them anyway because I don't, I don't, I'm not so attached to my look and I'm not so attached. And I think this, I had conversations about this with Regan we I think we had two conversations one was about like doing your hair and having a nice haircut I think we that was a conversation we had at the loft yeah and the other one was about like the shoes um
2: and and the shirt with the the surfer on it <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah and I used to just not even look at what was on my shirts so I was just like it's a shirt I throw it on and they were like inappropriate um <laughs> and so for that reason like I would agree like you you do kind of have to care you have to like you should care enough to not wear a shirt that has like that naked surfer lady on it like i should that's that's just like obviously you don't do that Uh... (laughs) my amazing girlfriend has kind of helped a lot with that like going shopping and she's like this looks good on you and she's like you should wear this um i don't really Mm. go out of my way to shop
2: Phil's girlfriend, you did an amazing job. I don't know. Are we saying her name? I don't know. But like, wow. Everyone in Phil's life was like, this is a good girl for Phil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, this is true. I would show up and they'd be like, that's a nice outfit. And I'm like, literally all of it is like, she told me to buy this.
0: A cardigan?
1: (laughs) Is Phil wearing khakis? And there's stuff that I would never like, I would have never gone out of my way and bought this stuff. But And she would always tell me, she's like because i struggle i struggle spending money i'm just yeah i'm very frugal i guess but she's like you're investing in yourself um
0: yeah that's totally it
1: i always tend towards being overly strict with this and when you said false humility i that's so true because with me with the shoes that was just false humility
0: but at the time you're doing your best like you you think you're actually doing a good thing so it's it's not like
1: oh man like
2: yeah, that's sort of like me with my blundstones. Yeah. I take such enjoyment out of the fact that they're like so worn out and dirty. And I could slap some oil on them and like restore them to new. But like I like I like showing off that like I've had this thing for a long time. This is my resolution after this podcast. is
0: I'm going to go oil my blundstones. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting interpretation of that one gospel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Put oil in your hair or on your blundstones. So that they don't know you're fasting. That's what.
2: That's what me and what me and one of my did the dudes from Exodus ninety do is like whenever we're complaining, like one of us just goes to the bathroom and like puts lotion on their face. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there was one. <laughs> there was one Lent where one of the things I gave up was salad dressing.
1: <laughs> really,
0: <laughs> brutal. Yeah, it was. It was weird. I don't know what the motive behind it was, but basically. And I had salads most day for lunch, so I'd, like, bring them to to campus, and I'd have my salad, and, like, um, one day someone was, like, why are you eating, like, a a dry salad? Like, like, dry lettuce is, like, it's not fun, right? And I think it was, like, a good thing for me to do at the time, but someone called me out, and they're, like, why are you doing that? And I was, like, yeah, I don't have any salad dressing, because I'm using up all the oil in my hair, (laughs) like... (laughs) it's a little roundabout but you get there and you figure it out but so yeah I think on the appearance thing it's like you got to check your heart the whole way and see like where am I really at with it check check your heart bro yeah I struggle to prioritize it though like the whole like yeah you're investing in yourself sure but at the same time I'm like (laughs) Like I'd rather put my money towards other things. Mm. Um like food. Yeah. Like like I'd Yum. Like I'd rather have like a really nice dinner on Sunday uh than like have some money in the monthly budget to like buy yeah. a nice shirt
1: or something. But I think it does go a long way, so I just I want to like I want to dive in because I want to get good at cooking and I want to figure out how you got here. I have a hard time like cooking like actually like for me I look at it and I'm like okay I'm gonna put in x amount of time and effort cooking and then sure it might taste good afterwards but it's like significant like I if I spend like an hour and a half cooking and preparing and then my food goes down the hatch in like 20 minutes or less and I'm like just doesn't, it's just, I feel ripped off, you know?
0: I haven't actually listened to the podcast, but another great ep- a podcast, which uh, I know you gentlemen enjoy is uh, The Way of the Heart. And uh, I understand their most recent episode with Bishop Scott McKegg. Uh, they actually get into talking about the transcendentals and how, how God speaks to us. And, and I, I think I've come to understand that I'm, I'm a beauty guy. Things that I really appreciate, I go. That's beautiful. I've noticed, like for example, my girlfriend will say, "Like that's so good." The things she's, Ooh. she appreciates goodness. Some people are like that is so true. Like, you know, it's. So I've always heard those three: beauty, goodness, truth. Mm. In that episode, they also talk about uh, unity or something, or like the connectedness of things,
1: or like. Interesting. Wow.
0: That is so united. Yeah, that is so <laughs> in line. Yeah. But um no, I'm definitely a beauty guy, so yeah, I, I I do take interest in what I'm wearing, I do take interest in what I'm cooking. Like I even like the presentation of even like a weekday night meal matters to me. So I think that's the other thing like okay, we're talking about cooking. Your perspective there probably impacts how willing you are to it's like to me i'm i'm never like calculating like oh i need to take like one hour and then to me it's like i would spend all my free time cooking if i could yeah are are you sort of like if
2: if you lived in italy darcy would you like be the guy to like take your your bicycle with a basket down to the market every morning?
0: That's my dream, like my dream is to do a sabbatical in Rome <laughs> the cooking
1: itself is so fulfilling, yeah, and
0: spend like a month there, have like a little pied de terre and just like walk to the market, pick up food every day, go home, cook, have a nice <laughs> bottle of wine like like that's the dream, like I can't imagine anything more relaxing than that, yeah. Once me and Phil go full time with the scruple, we'll we'll buy a place in Rome yeah. and you can Live broadcast from uh, the Eternal City, eh? Um, I wanna shout out uh Father Leo Patalinghong. He's uh I don't know if I'm saying his name right. He's a Filipino American chef and Catholic priest. Shout out mm. to you. Shout out Father Leo, shout out wherever you are. You're probably not listening to this, but uh I was really crushed to find out that the name of his like cooking show is called Taste and See, which is also the name of the CCO cookbook. But as a, as a preteen, lover of food and churchy guy, I always thought it'd be great to have a cooking show or a cookbook called Taste and See. Yeah. Well, they beat me to it. Yeah.
1: It's right there. It's right there. Mm. I was trying to come up with like another name, but I can't think of anything.
0: I was gonna say milk and honey, but Rupee Cower stole that one. So
1: salt of the earth. <laughs> okay,
0: okay,
2: okay. On to something. The fruit of Darcy's loins. Oh,
0: that would not oh, be the same. Oh well, that's not the same. Fruit,
1: fruit podcast. Yeah, don't know about that one.
0: No, no? Uh, that's a different kind of podcast. <laughs>
1: You guys, you guys tried this once. You guys tried to record a podcast together. You guys had talked about it.
2: I'm going to put in a, a sample a clip of Darcy telling me a story from the first podcast right here.
1: <laughs> so then
0: during our team prayer, I felt prompted to share the scripture again. For whatever reason, in that moment, I felt prompted to like continue reading. Or right, Open up my Bible, go to the scripture. And I read it out loud. Ask now and see, can a man bear a child? Why then do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor? Why has every face turned pale? So at that point, I I just stopped.
1: I'm just going to go ahead and do this. You guys are awesome, so I know that there won't be any awkwardness or tension here, but uh, funny little interesting dynamic. I feel like the third wheel in some ways, uh, COVID and weddings, and Regan's getting married in June, and uh, Darcy made the cut as a groomsman, and Phil didn't. Wow, hot topic.
0: Yeah, but
2: that was that was before we started the podcast together. <laughs> so honestly, if we had started the podcast three weeks earlier, who knows what would happen? Who Who knows? No, it, it, is, it was neck and neck. It's
1: okay. It's okay. It's not a competition.
0: Is that the, is that the deal, Regan? Is like, okay, Phil's going to do the podcast, so Darcy gets the, <laughs> the talk. Exactly. Yeah. No, he was more like, Darcy already bought his
2: suit, so I guess I'll have Phil as my podcast host. It's one of the other even it out. I, I, I honestly, I wish like if I can have a second friend come to the wedding besides Darcy. (laughs) Phil, you're getting an invite. Yes,
0: Phil could be um the ring (laughs) bearer. I'm sorry, that's that's offensive. He's short enough.
1: They're like, why is this? Why why is this? Why is this guy bringing up the ring? Regan just felt like really bad. (laughs)
2: I'm excited. I'm. I'm not excited because it means there might only be 30 people at my wedding.
0: Yeah, which would be sad. But
2: um, it's it's frick it's freaking crazy to me how um how I'm just getting I'm getting married soon and like how much that is going to change my life. Like I for for context, I'm still living at home. I've been a student my whole life. I haven't you know I'm not responsible for anyone really. Um, you know I i have like all of this freedom and stuff and like le- less so with a committed relationship but um like i'm just so excited to dive into the adulthood aspects of marriage and things <laughs> that's that sounds gross <laughs> i'm so oh my God. i'm so excited it doesn't have to well it, i mean yeah it. i was thinking I, of like having a house
0: <laughs> i was thinking about buying groceries yeah record, honestly so. that's what
2: i mean like going to going to buy <laughs> groceries cooking have a garden um, cut the lawn yeah, barbecue. I just want to grill. I like. I'm so excited to dive into those things. And I'm realizing right now, my my fiance is out of town. Um, and instantly, I my quality of life and my discipline go down the toilet. Like I just start living this bachelor life of like takeout and video games and like. It's um, <laughs> awesome, man. Don't ever don't really let go. Tight. You're gonna miss it you're gonna miss it
0: so much
2: (laughs) yeah but uh, like i i want her to come back i'm like man oh i i'm just i'm so much better when you're around and like i'm excited like i feel like yes ideally i would have been disciplined and everything before my relationship but like if my relationship's gonna call me higher um that's good right and so I'm all for it. So like, do you guys, have you guys noticed, like we kind of, we kind of hinted at like, Phil, your your girlfriend pushed you to, to buy new clothes.
0: Like Darcy, do you feel something similar? My girlfriend pushed me to buy tighter clothes. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: okay. Don't, don't think, just answer. This is probably a question I should know as a law student. If, if someone, don't think, just answer. If someone, if I propose to a girl, she accepts the ring, and then later breaks off the engagement. Is the
1: ring mine or hers?
0: I think it should be yours. I think she should return the win- the the ring to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's your problem. Okay, but she should return it. Okay,
2: thanks.
0: If she doesn't, you're you're up the creek without a paddle. That's your problem, buddy. Okay, uh,
2: before we wrap up the pod, I just wanted to give darcy a chance to plug working for cco especially to the guys out there uh why should why should they apply i like this this episode is not sponsored by cco
1: it's not but we love you cco
2: it could be but it isn't missionary disciple podcast we're coming for you yeah watch out
1: yeah watch out
0: yeah why should a man uh discern a call to be a cco missionary um yeah if you love the adventure of following Jesus, if you love seeing lives changed um through the holy spirit um and if you actually want to make like an impact on the renewal of the world like right now, like I don't know if there's a better option to be on the cutting edge of evangelization than with c c o um yeah and we and we need men, so it's like one of those things where it's like it lines up like the Lord needs more laborers in the harvest. Uh, it amounts to a great life mm. for you. Um, yeah, and all the like perceived challenges have blessed me and helped me to grow in holiness. So, yeah, I say why not? Yeah, do it.
1: That was really good. That's awesome. If I wasn't already on staff, I'd be like, mm, I'm, a, I'm gonna apply.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Probably gentlemen, if you're still here, <laughs> this has been the Scruple. We appreciate you listening. Uh, big thanks for Darcy for coming on the pod. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Darcy. Uh,
2: you could find Darcy at Darcy Murphy seven uh, on Instagram or support him at
0: <laughs> CCO.ca slash Darcy. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do it up. Do it. Do it, folks. If you like the way he sounds, the timber in his voice, his, uh, his chill, relaxed uh, demeanor. Uh, yeah support him it's going to change the world um, yeah thank you for listening uh, we'll be back next week or not depending on if I can get Phil to record hey again. I'm on a roll but um
1: I'm on a roll two in two three are. days Let's this go. is two days
2: in a row Phil Darcy is there anything else anything else you want to uh, to uh, get out there I don't
0: know this has been fun if you're listening give uh, Jesus permission to work in your life and get some tight jeans <laughs> yeah. hey, Alright, peace everybody. Peace.